the Alien Saga podcast with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Charles, please, open up! I can't do this with anyone. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 43. I am your host, J.M. Prater, and this is... Ryan, how's it going? And today we have a, a guest uh, on our show with us, just a fan, uh, someone who we met in the Wayland Utani Bulletin, uh, a friend of ours, Paul. Um, I'll just introduce you by your first name. Um, and uh, so yeah, t- today we're here uh, to discuss the prologue to Alien Covenant, which released a few days ago. Um and it really resonated with me. But before we get into that, uh, Paul, tell me about, like, or tell us about how you got involved being a fan of the Alien community or in the Alien series. Um, well, I think I first watched the first movie when I was, like, six years old. Nice. And I've been kind of hooked on it ever since. What year was that? Uh, 1996. Okay, you're a youngin. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything specific that resonated with you? Like, why did the, why did the film, Alien, and then the subsequent films, why did they stick with you? What what was it about it? I think it was definitely the xenomorph. I mean, really interesting. Okay. That, I I had never seen anything like that before. Um, interestingly enough, uh, first seeing the space jockey when I was a kid, I remember asking my dad, "I'm like, well, what's that?" And he didn't really have an answer for me. So that sort of mystery surrounding the space jockey has always kind of intrigued me. Yeah. How did you react to when in Prometheus um, they're trying to kind of explain who the space jockey was? Was that was that good for you? Is that enough for you? Um, or did you would you did you um, prefer the mystery? Yeah, I mean, it explained a few things. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, uh, I want to get right into kind of the main event, which is this prologue film. Um, yeah. Which I think a lot of people were expecting a trailer, another trailer. You know, we're less than three months out. Typically, you'll get a theatrical trailer, which is a little longer in length, which I'm sure we'll get soon, um, as well as other viral material. But, um, Ryan, tell me, what, tell me your first thoughts when you, when you saw it. Uh, I think at first, you know, I was, um, I think I was expecting something with, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I guess I was expecting something more like a trailer that was going to explain more about the, the film. And I, I thought, I, I think I went into it thinking there was going to be something like um, really uh, like visceral or um, some, something that was going to happen. And the, the, the prologue, it did kind of tease it a little bit when, you know, Callie Hernandez's character started choking. And uh, I admit, I was like, that that got to me. I like, I was, I thought something was going to go down right there. But, um, (laughs) once it, uh, once it turned out, she was just uh, choking on something. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was like, Oh man, they, they totally, uh, they totally got me. That was pretty, pretty well, well played, even though it was, I mean, it was kind of, uh, kind of contrived, but, um, but I thought, uh, I thought overall, I mean, it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed the, the prologue the better better the second time I watched it, um, knowing it was more just about character development and um, and also knowing it's I don't think any of that's going to be in the actual film. It was yeah. just kind of a, um, just a way to kind of show the crew and um, and obviously I know you mentioned it, Jamie about the characters were way way more realistic, way more believable than any of the ones in Prometheus. Um, so that was a huge, huge step in the right direction. Um, and after watching it the second time, I was like, I'm, I'm really excited for this movie, like even more so, you know, I've, you know, I've been looking forward to it. Um, but now, you know, watching that, it's like, wow, I mean, I already feel like this, you know, those are like real characters, almost, almost on par, you know, with what we've seen before in like alien or aliens. Um, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I, and I didn't know it was uh, really Scott's son that directed it. I thought that was um, that was cool. But yeah, I just uh, yeah, it was um, it was good. So it was it was different than what I was expecting at first. But once I got past that, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, I did too. Um, I, I, I like you. I I uh, I thought the obviously the choking scene was a heavy-handed reference to, of course, Alien. We all know this. Um, right, and then there was a line that uh, Tennessee, which is McBride's character's name, uh, says, "Food isn't that bad." Um, right, which, again, right. I yeah. thought was heavy-handed, and uh, I think sometimes these filmmakers can do these kind of winks uh, back yeah. to, to. Uh, I mean, I think you're only your real fan, not real fans, but your hardcore fans are going to notice these things. I think people mm-hmm. who are like, "Oh yeah, I love the Alien movies," but they don't really. You know, they don't, they're not in groups. They're not discussing it. They're not going to probably pick up on that kind of a thing. Um, right. So I think those lines are for us, um, mm-hmm. assuredly. Um, but uh, before I kind of get into what I, some of my ideas, uh, Paul, what would you think? Um, well, I wasn't excited before. <laughs> I definitely am now. Um, yeah, and I thought that, like, the, the choking scene and the food's not that bad was a little bit on the nose. Yeah. But I feel like if they're going to do it at all, it was a safe bet to keep it kind of contained within that just little prologue setting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that heavy handed in the actual film. I would agree. I would agree. And I think that, uh, that um, probably Fox and Ridley Scott and everyone realized we know who's going to be watching this clip, the hardcore fans. So we're putting this in there for them. So that right. it's these kind mm-hmm. of audio cues to say, "Hey, you're back in this world again," and uh, we're gonna kind of get a setup. Um, of course, there are some differences too. Like even like uh, 
there's a couple of moments in there, like, and you can see the different kind of characters that are on there where people are kind of going wild, but then you have really crewed up and his wife there and they seem kind of the uppity too. Like there's almost a class yeah. system going on. And they're kind of like, Oh my God, like how, why are these people acting this way? You know? Um, mm -hmm. And they're kind of bitching about people quietly to themselves. Um, and then I think Danny McBride already had this classic line. Um, he goes, he goes, I'll colonize all over this table. And of course it was kind of gross, yep. but it was great. Like I was a great original line. Um, that I'll probably yeah. uh, repeat uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. um, in fact, I probably am going to add it to uh, our, our, our opening uh, for this episode. Cause I think it's that great. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really, uh, I, yeah, there's, I just, everyone, even there's this one scene, there's this one moment in that, you know, it's, I think it's almost five minutes where um, uh, James Franco's character says he's got to go because he's tired or he's not feeling well. And yeah. uh, he's walking by and everyone's like, uh, good night, Captain, whatever. And then this one, the one girl, she turns her head and she goes, feel better. And it's very natural. Like, that's what people do. You know, mm -hmm. feel yeah. better, like, see you later, feel better. Um, that's how yeah. people act. And it was mm -hmm. it was just a wonderful, real-life, full-round... I mean, of course, we're getting to know these people. We don't know who is going to survive and who isn't. Um, right. But it, it, it's interesting to kind of see how much they put into character. And really, my, I suggest that that um, piece was to let people know we are invested in character and that's what this film is about. These films right. are about people first um, because it could show us, it could have been a three minute scene where someone's discovering an egg, um, mm -hmm. which would have been cool, but that doesn't mean that the characters are any good, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I, I really, I, I'm on board, but the next question really is, and there's a lot of people complaining about this. Uh, not a lot. I, I'll say a few. Um, the, using Danny McBride and James Franco again in the same film. Um, and people are kind of like saying, ah, I don't know if I want to see this with them in it. Um, what do you guys think about that? I'm not too worried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll just be disappointed if they don't end up smoking weed together at some point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even just from the prologue, um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, there's these two comic actors in it or you know it just felt like like you said jamie it just felt natural you know they just felt like real characters um and actually i was really interested is um because of uh franco was looking very ill yeah. and uh you know in the in the prologue i'm really interested there's there's a mystery to it like what's what's really going on with him is he really just sick with a flu or fever is there something else there and um and yeah. you know and i i know i think he does he has a short but important role in in covenant i'm just that was uh i'm pretty invested in it I, you know he felt pretty natural as as a captain you know i didn't see him as you know franco a, a comic actor you know just for me yeah like paul said i'm, I'm not worried about it at all so yeah, yeah. And I'm not either, and uh, and I've told people, you know, uh, Danny McBride's certainly more the comedic actor, but James Franco has more um, dramatic roles than he has comedic ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, more than 10 to 1. Um, and he's a yeah. solid actor. I mean, everything I've seen him in is a solid film. I, I have no, I'm not worried uh, in the least. 
Um, and you know, and I, I'll, I'll always say, you know, Paul Reiser within Aliens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was a comedian, and they hired him, and he didn't play a comedic role whatsoever. Um, right. He played this He's, slimy, uh, who's actually going to be in the next uh, season of Stranger Things, um, which I know, Ryan, you've seen uh, the first season already, right? right? Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan hasn't seen Stranger Things yet, Paul. Um, oh, my goodness. I know. It's sacrilege. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, 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 no fears there. I mean, really... Uh, I, what also kind of another uh, element to that prologue was Walter. It's kind of our first introduction to Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seemed very straightforward. Um, he seems very almost, I, I mean, excuse the pun, not really, but robotic. I mean, he seems very, he's there for right. a reason. He's there to take care of the crew. Uh, he kind of gives this smile. He's not really interacting. Um, he doesn't yeah. seem, he's, he has a role and he's fulfilling it. Um, yeah, but uh, and of course you know he hits the food out of the gets the girl from choking and then he goes I I've got your back, um, right. which I thought was kind of I- ironic and a little creepy but funny. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I I'm interested to see how because David seemed to have more of a personality to me, mm-hmm. um, which I can't really judge Walter based off five minutes, you know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the banter that they have between each other and how they interact with each other. I'm really excited about that. It's the first for an alien film to have two androids in it. Right. right. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think any of them, even the AVP films had, Oh yeah. Or the AVP films didn't have any androids. No, in they it. did not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is the first time we've had multiple and I, you know, I know when I heard about it months ago, um, that was one of the, things I was really looking forward to to see how Walter and David interact to see what happens and where they take those two characters. Um, and you know, is there going to be some kind of, um, you know, interaction where, you know, is David going to somehow manipulate or influence Walter? Is Walter going, is there going to be, where we don't know who's who, um, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see see how that's played out. So yeah, uh, and to see and, if there's an alliance between the androids, you know, or if right. if Walter takes the side of the humans, saying no, this is my um, what what do you call that? Not pr- just programming though, but it's like his it's his directive. It's his directive, right. like Bishop to and and to see what model he is because remember when uh, uh, what's his name Burke. Um, during in Aliens, he's like asking, uh, or he's telling Bishop, because Bishop's shocked about uh, Ash's behavior, and um, <clears throat> Burke goes, "Oh, he was a hyperdyne system one twenty eight two. Um, right. So I wonder what 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 models what model is Walt, Walter? Is it is he okay. also the same as Bishop, or is he right before? Um, so yeah, there's just a lot to you know, and then we have the kind of the, the dynamic of creators and created together multiple right um and see how that works um there's just a lot to kind of dig into but um paul you said something earlier um that you did weren't as excited and then you saw the prologue and you were then you became excited like can you explain more about that oh no i meant like i was excited previously but now i'm even more excited yeah um now are you a fan of prometheus very much so. Really? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, cool. 
uh, I, I just, for some reason, I got the idea that you weren't. Um, not that that, you know, that's fine. You know, I, I'm not, as you probably well know, I'm not a big fan of the film. There are elements mm-hmm. in, in it that I absolutely love. I think that, uh, and I've said this before many times on the show, I think that Prometheus opened this door to a wider universe, which I think really the Alien series really needed. It, needed to, it needs to kind of pull away from Ripley and this kind of one woman's, you know, yeah. um, kind of drama with, with, uh, with this company. And I think obviously it was effective and it was amazing. Um, but I think if they were going to kind of go in any new direction, they were going to have to make it a, a larger direction and ask some larger, um, questions. And I, I think, uh, aliens, the alien series has always asked big questions, not the kind of questions maybe Blade Runner asks or other sci-fi films, but like, it's always kind of been a little bit art imitating life. You have a whistleblower, you have a big company. Um, and, right. and, that whistleblower putting the big company uh, at risk or at stake. Um, and we've seen that in the real world, you know, and what happened. So I think there's a lot of kind of mirroring going on in the Alien series um, and on many philosophical levels too, which I'd love to discuss at points. Um, but uh, let me ask you this. Let me get more detailed with you, Ryan. Get, talk a little bit more. Um, so you're a fan of Prometheus. Uh, are you a fan like, hey, I know there's some issues or are you like, no, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, you meant for Paul, right? Yeah. Sorry, did I say Ryan? Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, well, I, I definitely see like why people are kind of turned off by it. Um, one of the big reasons I like it is I'm kind of predisposed to like it because I'm a, really interested in like the whole ancient mm-hmm. civilization, gotcha. ancient astronaut idea. I see. So that is what kind of turned me on about it. I see. Um, are- and just... Uh, Ridley's uh, visual style always oh, gets for me. Sure. Yeah, and that's a crowning achievement of Prometheus for sure. Um, even if it, you know, and I don't, in terms of Prometheus, and I'm just saying this again for your benefit, but everybody else knows and Ryan knows. I don't like any of the characters except for David I, Shaw. Was for me absolutely forgettable. She didn't seem realistic yeah. or or more than one dimensional. Um, I just think she was written poorly and she was acted poorly, unfortunately, because Numi Rapace is an amazing actor. Um, yeah. And I just think that she didn't have enough to act on. And her role was kind of this Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Um, I do everything right. I say everything right. Um, <laughs> at least that was my perception of her. Um, but the world that they inhabited, um, the world that really got created, the, those sets blew me away and continue to blow me away. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I see a little bit of that aesthetic even in the ship. Uh, the Covenant ship. I wish the Covenant ship was a little bit more um, industrial, but I know also lived too. In. Go ahead. I said uh, lived in. Oh yeah, lived in, or and maybe the interior is lived in. The interior certainly felt lived in to me when they, you know, after. But the the, the ship itself seems like this big, long metal thing, like. I mean, ships, of course, ships are metal or whatever, but it just, it didn't have the, the, the ambience or the reverence of like uh, the, the Nostromo and then the refinery. But of course this isn't a refinery and these aren't truckers. These are colonists. So they need a different ship to accommodate their needs. So, um, you know, and I, 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 and I also know that Ridley Scott has always said he does not like to repeat himself. Um, Right. Yeah. uh, So, and you know, I think we're better for that. I think we're better for a, a director um, we're better for 
uh, a director trying to say, let's, what, what can we do new? What, what's new about, uh, about this? How do we tell a new story? And Prometheus really, despite it maybe not being successful, um, critically or, and with a portion of the fans push new territory and it broke new yeah. ground. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's going to continue that, but in a way where we can really latch on to the characters. Right. And I think with Prometheus, um, I think the focus, the main focus was the mythology in Prometheus. I think that was at the expense of um, many of the characters. But I feel like this prologue shows that um, there is a new focus on making believable characters while also um, I feel um, that they're going to really expand more on the mythology but not uh, create characters we can identify with. And that's going to be... I think it's a huge step in the right direction. Um, even though, I mean, I really like Prometheus too, um, but uh, I understand that's a very flawed film. So it's, uh, I feel like Covenant is um, really going to uh, really go, yeah, like I said, in the right direction with it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, you can really um, take your audience anywhere as long as there's people that they can believe in. You know, um, we'll go anywhere with these characters as long as we're rooting for them. But if we're not rooting for those characters and we think those characters are stupid, you've lost us. Um, right. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, I think the, the, uh, again, another amazing achievement of Prometheus is the, the design and the execution and everything surrounding the engineers. I thought it was amazing. And they were really freaky. They were really mm-hmm. freaky, scary looking. Now I don't like, I didn't like the beginning seeing them kind of, almost naked with the little diaper thing. I just, I didn't need to see all of that. I really, I wish they would have kept um, that one aesthetic of them in the suit when they encountered, mm-hmm. they encountered them on that planet. Um, but I, you know, it's iconic already, you know, it's unmistakable where, where the, where the um, engineers are from. And there's it, the aesthetic of their suit is all Geiger. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very biomechanical. Yeah. Um, and no one really talks about that. Um, but I think part of that is because people feel like it's a letdown that there was an a engineer in the jockey chair as opposed to something more alien. Um, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think in terms of, uh, let's kind of move on or uh, keep it moving in terms of uh, Blomkamp and where his where he's at in all of this. Um, what do you... what? When you heard about Blomkamp, Paul, when you heard about Blomkamp's idea for a film and that it was rolling, um, what did you think? What were your first your first thoughts? Were you excited about that? Or are you yeah. a big fan of the alien of the Ripley saga? Yeah, I mean, I I think he's I mean he's had his good films and his bad films, but I was definitely excited to hear that like they'd be returning to that uh, story arc of Newton, Hicks, and Ripley. Yeah. Um wasn't too happy that it felt like it was going to be another, like looking at that concept art, I was worried it was going to be another hoorah, you know, action movie. Mm. And I've always been more of an alien fan than aliens. I mean, yeah. aliens is still an amazing movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to see it. I know a lot of people would be really happy to see it and I don't see why they wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite character in the, kind of more formal Ripley saga alien films? Uh, hmm. 
Ripley. I mean, okay. I mean, the whole Nostromo crew is where it's at for me. Gotcha. I just think mm-hmm. those characters are so believable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Whereas, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Whereas, like in Aliens, you know, all those Marines are great, but not a, all of them are around for very long for you to really get a mm-hmm. sense of who these people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, for sure, you know, and I think, but at the same time, I think it's a testament even to James Cameron, even though a lot of those Marines weren't around for very long, they had so much personality to them, even, you know, in the breakfast scene um, and, you know, with Hudson and uh, Bishop and the knife thing that they're doing and just the kind of the banter between them, they they were, they really were able to kind of uh, fashion characters around them. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, the only really Marine aside from Hicks and Hudson is Vasquez, you know, Vasquez kind of, for sure. on in my mind, you know, and she was, she was, uh, you don't know too much about her, but, uh, you know, that she is loyal, you know, that she is committed, you know, that, uh, um, she is trusting and trustworthy. Um, yeah. and she stuck by him and she knew that Ripley was kind of the better leader. Um, and she didn't, you know, and she, uh, she's a character that I continue to think about. Um, but mm-hmm. I, to, to your point, Paul, I think, I really agree with you. I think for me, what brings me back to Alien are the characters. Um, yeah, uh, they are unbeatable. And uh, what I was looking for in, in Prometheus um, was were those same type of characters, and I just didn't see them anywhere. Um, but it was a, it's a hard thing to do. I think uh, to kind of open a new world, and uh, and uh, you know, I think also, also too, Ridley Scott hadn't been hadn't touched science fiction since nineteen eighty three. Was eighty three that Blade Runner came out? I think. Um, Eight, yeah. 1982. 82. Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I think if we've discussed this before, if Fox is really course corrected, um, I think that the fact that they're calling this alien covenant, that's not a Prometheus, like Prometheus paradise lost or whatever, which probably right. would have been the title to this film. Um, and I, I, I will always, I will, uh, I'll always say like, people who are maybe skeptical of that i that's exactly what happened i think uh fox mm-hmm. saw what happened with the force awakens again i've said this many times and how much kind of tenderness and care went into the force awakens and also to rogue one which by and large is a better film than the force awakens um mm-hmm. and uh just the care that went into crafting those characters and building those worlds i really think fox was like hey we need to kind of wait on this and we need to right. make sure we, we write a better script with characters that people can really, really believe in. Um, mm-hmm. And even, and, just, and I've said this before too, there's one still, or one shot of um, Danny McBride's character from the trailer that we got on Christmas Eve, where he's kind of standing and his eyes look watery, like he's been crying, he looks tired, he looks overwhelmed. Um, and uh, I, right in that moment before this prologue, I was like, I'm rooting for this guy. I don't know anything about yeah. him, but I'm rooting for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought he might have been um, in, maybe infected or some, some he was sick with something, too. But, yeah, I could see it either way. He might be maybe just really pained from all the – everything that he's been going through. And that's – I mean, that's that's a real character right there. I mean, um, if we were thrown in that situation. I mean, well, I'd probably be in the corner in the fetal position, just like, you know, breaking down, but I'd, you know, it'd, be, uh, it'd be intense, you know, it's, uh, 
and that's uh, yeah, I didn't get that sense from characters Prometheus. It was uh, you know, but already yeah, from the trailer, from the prologue, I really feel um, I really feel for these. You know, I'm invested in these characters already, and uh, and yeah, I mean, um, really. Um, you know, like Paul, I'm even more excited now and really looking forward to May 19th. So it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, already asked off of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, it's also, I think, I, you know, uh, with Prometheus, Fox didn't roll out um, uh, a, a prologue film. You know, there was viral marketing for sure, but nothing that kind of introduced... Um, characters like this it's a very specific mm -hmm. move on their part and i kind of hinted at it before in terms of yes this was about character and they're telling us this but i also again i think um this was more about fox assuring us um their plans assuring mm -hmm. us that they know what we're looking for um because i think uh or from what i've read from major bigger outlets uh like media movie media outlets saying that you know fans were angry because uh, Prometheus wasn't an alien film or wasn't an alien enough and I, that's never been the case um, right I, from as, as far as I know the, the case was uh, there was no one relatable in it and the characters and the writing were poor um, the story I didn't have a problem with the setup I didn't have a problem with it was just the execution of characters and dialogue which really kind yeah. of um, so I, I kind of I always like to or I want to nip that in the bud and really right. say it wasn't about the alien, the, the level of alien tropes in the film. It was about yeah. um, executing the film well and uh, and uh, having people that we could root for. Um, but it's interesting though too because we're gonna see Shaw in in um, Covenant and uh, some kind of incarnation, which right. kind of goes to a question. And I'll ask you first, Paul. Uh, what does what does this film have to do for you? Covenant have to do to be successful? What are you looking for? Um. Answers. <laughs> okay. Answers I guess, to what? like, um, well, Prometheus was, you know, the, sorry, getting tongue tied. Um, we were led on to believe that Prometheus would like answer all these questions. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm kind of okay with that, that they weren't all answered, but I would really like to know what happened with Shaw and more about the engineers. Yeah. That should be that should really prove itself interesting, um, and uh, you know, did you see the leak photos uh, that came out last year of, for the set of Covenant with all the engineer-like people yeah. kind of frozen? Um, I think I have this feeling that it's going to be a setup, much like uh, the discovery of the of the space jockey and alien, where all of a sudden uh, the, some of the crew of Covenant in their searches and in their walks or whatever they discover the civilization, and it's going to be kind of long gone and they're going to see the remnants of it and i'm excited about that and i hope they yeah. kind of i hope they frame that um that scene much like they frame the scene of the space jockey where it's a lot of quiet a lot of rever reverence um and discovery um so i'm really looking forward to that yeah yeah i think that's going to be a great scene and that i remember when i first saw that and um when they leaked those photos and uh, I was like, Oh, that's just that, that looks like an awesome scenario there. Um, and a lot like, 
you know, uh, like you said, frozen in time, a lot like we talked about, like Pompeii and just these ashen bodies, um, some al- very alien, some humanoid, some yeah. not so humanoid uh, creatures. Just yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot um, they can do with this this story, mythology, and where they can go with it. And I think um, I think a big thing is they brought on these uh, different writers that I think really get it. And, uh, you know, that, um, you know, they, I think one of them that helped write the script, did the script for Blade Runner 2049, which, you know, I've heard at least Harrison Ford said it was one of the best scripts he's ever read. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I think they brought on the right, right people for, to write the story. And, uh, and I think, um, I think we're going to get the best of, um, Alien and, the best from Prometheus in, yeah. in Covenant, and uh, I think it's going to be—I think it's just going to be a, a, a great time, a great film. So for sure, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to uh, Bloom Camp, um, I just want to ask Paul, what, what did you think when uh, there was that recent tweet where he said um, someone asked him, and he's been asked probably thousands of times over the months or even over the last year or two, just, you know, what's going on with, with, um, his alien film. And finally he answered, um, just the one word slim. And I was just kind of interested. I know you're more of an alien fan, but I was kind of interested in what your thoughts were when, when you saw that tweet, um, were you kind of disappointed or were you? Yeah. Like, um, more so for people who are like really into James Cameron's movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm okay with it not happening, but I would much rather have it happen just because I'd like to know more about Ripley and Newt and Hicks. And I mean, as much as I like Alien 3, it is kind of like a, oh, okay, that's over now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the further we get away from, uh, and maybe it's this was the plan all along, um, but uh, but actually, first, before I get into that, to a point that you made, Ryan, in terms of uh, this people who are working on the script for Covenant, um, uh, and then we have Blade Runner 2049 coming out, which is, you know, yeah. supposed to have an amazing script. I really think the bar was set for Ridley Scott. I think he's in some ways competing with himself, in a way. He's not, he didn't direct 2049. Denis Villeneuve um, directed it. So, he's I feel like he was like, okay, this is serious sci-fi. It's not me kind of coming in and, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing another sci-fi and it's going to be no problem. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be wonderful. And that was kind of how Prometheus, when you started watching interviews, it was kind of these sound bites of, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm here. I'm doing it. It's all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, oh, okay. Um, it wasn't. But I think there's a demand from fans, especially with the the advent of, uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon and all these outlets that really are producing quality content. Um, and then you have Denis Villeneuve who, who did uh, Arrival, which was, has been heralded as, and, and lauded as uh, an amazing science fiction film, which is, I've seen it yeah. uh, a couple of times. It, it's really great. I think that there's a bar, a new bar set for uh, Ridley Scott that he, it's not, this isn't just a job. This is, uh, this is a, a really serious 
um, universe, and you have right. to take it seriously. Not that I don't think that he was taking Prometheus seriously. I just don't perhaps think he was taking it seriously enough um, in terms of the story. Visuals, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, no problem. And, you know, uh, Scott's never had problems with visuals. He's, he's a visual guy, yeah. you know. I mean, that's, that's, it. that's his thing. That's what he does. Um, his, his issues always revolve around story. If anything, I think, like, The Martian... I know we've just discussed the Martian before, but um, yeah, I would say the Martian visually it's interesting, but it's not like typical Ridley Scott visuals at no. all. Um, it's very, very understated, and the story really takes center stage. And it's an interesting move. It was almost like a someone told Ridley Scott, "Yeah, you can direct this, but you better be careful," you know. <laughs> so he was, yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and again, I just thought his uh, his focus with Prometheus was really on this whole mythology. He really wanted to kind of explore the you know this space jockey and everything about it. And I think um, I think the the other important details like just character and things like that were kind of pushed off to the side. And um, and I think now you know the they got the writers on, they got Fox saying, Hey, you know, we, we, we liked, you know, we like this mythology that you're going with, but we, we thought, and we were seeing from fans that the characters just did not measure up and we need to, um, we need to bring that focus back to. So we, um, you know, and, and yeah, with the prologue and, um, and all that, it just, it looks like that's, that's where they're headed. And, uh, yeah. And they got and they got the right people on. Um, I think the right people on board with this. So, and I hope and I, yeah, I hope really Scott. You know, I know he really didn't want to explore the you know bring the xenomorph back again. But um, I hope you know he was. I think I hope he was convinced with you know all the meetings and everything and um, where they wanted to go with the story and, and characters that you know he was he got excited again about um, about doing it. So. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see that I, I have a really, I have really good, you know, hopes and expectations for it. So yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Xenomorph, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, saw what NECA posted. Um, I did. uh, yeah. Okay. And of course there's not really descriptions, but what's important about that. Did you see that Ryan? The, essentially it was a list of creatures they're releasing, uh, uh, from the film Covenant. I did not. I didn't okay. watch it. Yeah. Um, so I don't have the list in front of me, but actually, let me go to our page really quick, and I'm going to scroll down. I don't actually. I don't even know if I, I shared it, but I think it's a it's a uh, a list of about five or six creatures, and one of mm -hmm. them has on there the Z, the xenomorph, and I think the mm -hmm. neomorph, and then the other one's like is a as a crawler, and then another yeah. one is was like a. Um, a scaler, um, and then then there's a couple other ones that say um, no description given or something like that. And so it's interesting that they're really going to be introducing us to some variants here. Um, yeah, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited that they're and and I know I know a lot of people me me as well. Um, what Geiger did his his you know the big chap the original 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. You just can't beat it. Um, and even right. his his vision for Alien Three and that concept design he came up for that creature, beautiful. I, I mean, I think the concept he came up for Alien Three is better than the Big Chap because um, you know yeah. just sleek and gorgeous and feminine and scary as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I like the idea that. Uh, Ridley Scott was like, no, we're going to, we're going to do more and we're going to um, play around with this a little bit. Um, right. And I'm curious, Paul, as you said that, you know, you're, you're a fan of the Xeno. Um, are, are you excited about this idea about more creatures? Yeah. I'm interested to see where like this, uh, like, like with the Deacon from Prometheus, like these new strains that we're going to be introduced to and like how or why certain creatures turn out a certain way whether it's because of what the host is kind of like in alien 3 how it was a dog slash yeah bison yeah or an engineer or a human or whether someone ingests black goo or is impregnated like orally just all those different variables yeah uh and and uh i you know that brings another good question which i posed here before which i don't know if we've talked a lot about but in the trailer for Covenant, there's a scene, the, the formal trailer that we saw on Christmas Eve, they showed this egg opening. Um, mm-hmm. What are those eggs? How'd they get there? Are they eggs from queens? Or are they eggs from um, being egg morphed, like uh, uh, engineers being egg morphed? Uh, uh, what do you guys hope to see? Go ahead, Paul. Um, actually, guys, I'm going to have to hop off. Oh, oh okay. okay. Well, thanks, Sorry, Paul, uh, for... Uh, for coming on and uh, we're going to have this episode up a little bit later, but yeah, thank you so much. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, thanks Paul. All right. See ya. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, yeah, I really hope they explore. Um, I, yeah, like you, I really want to see more about this egg morphine and kind of this body horror aspect. Cause that's just, that's always, um, it's always hit me like any movie that I see that in like the thing or um, the fly or things like that, where, you know, this kind of metamorphosis yeah. of a bot in some kind of horrific um, shape or being it's that uh, always is really, it's always really got to me. And I always felt like that that would be um, really, yeah, I, I really hope they explore that more. And that egg in the trailer, it does, it does look, um, it does look a little different. Yeah. yeah. It looks different. And it's, um, you know, there's something, something off about it that, uh, from what we've seen before, rather than like a queen laid egg, this, it might be, uh, you know, body, something, some kind of body horse some kind of, uh, metamorphosis. And, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, there's the image um, that we've seen where there's a, a military crew that goes out like a day or two before yeah. the, um, the the Covenant crew is awoken. And, you know, there's a scene where Daniel sees a hanging dog tag. Um, and I'm wondering if that that egg there was one of the, the military uh, crew that got infected and oh, changed. yeah. That would be a fast. I yeah. guess it depends on how long they're stranded on that. That 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 um, planet, um, but egg yeah. morphing. I I feel like egg morphing would take a while, but at the same time, um, right. In in Alien, in the deleted scene, Ripley's running through you know the Nostromo trying to leave, and she finds Ooh. an almost fully egg morphed uh, Brett, and, and right. starting to be egg morphed 
Dallas. So yeah, uh, maybe it's a very fast process. And I like the idea of uh, well, I think too this is a this new species is almost kind of being evol- is evolving. So they're changing, right. um, and their reproductive style is going to be changing. Um, and I know you know in the trailer you see the guy step on the spore and the spores out. Um, maybe there's several different ways, and these aren't all the same species. Um, it's the same. Maybe it's the same kind of um, infection that's infecting the plant life and the biological life, and it does that different yeah. each way. So mm-hmm. if it's going to infect the plant life, it's going to be spores. If it's going to infect living creatures, it might be body, body mutation, you know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're going to start evolving. And then those, those, those species that are where their bodies are mutating, they're going to start reproducing in a way that's also very different. Um, so right. I, there's a lot of ideas and I, I, there's a lot of great ideas to explore to be honest. Oh yeah. And then also, um, and I know you've talked about this I- idea that maybe the planet they're on is actually LV426, yeah. uh, um, before, you know, or, you know, right when the, the process of the, the black goo infects this planet and then, um, you know, kind of all hell breaks loose and, you know, eventually ends up being this, you know, dead rock um, that that we kind of see an alien that has, you know, get re or terraformed um, in aliens. But uh, I, I just thought that'd be really interesting. Um, you know, if they went that route, this is actually, you know, the, the planet from, uh, from alien. And, uh, you know, um, that was just this really kind of beautiful, lush planet. This almost, almost like a par- like it was a paradise, but it just be, became you know hellish and so yeah just i I think that'd be pretty really interesting if they don't go that route too i'm fine with it but i thought that'd be uh that'd be kind of i'd be on board with that too so yeah yeah uh, totally um mm -hmm. really too i think uh one of my only concerns about pardon me (laughs) (laughs) about uh covenant is um if there is a ripley connection like like uh, Ridley Scott was talking about, uh, well, I hope they get rid of it. it. It doesn't need it. It doesn't need a Ripley connection at all. Um, right. I, I, I think it would be fan service, but I, I really think the fans are at a point where they're like, okay, we're done with Ripley now. Um, yeah. Right. Um, but uh, so that's my concern, my only really big concern. And then my other concern might be the heavy handed winks. Um, the, the winks, the nods to alien in the prologue are fine. Because it's not right. in the film. Please don't do that in the main in the main cut. Um, don't go George Lucas on us. But if the characters are good, we can stomach it. But um, we've seen those we've seen those lines and those scenes play themselves out before. Um, we don't need to see right. them again. Um, it's almost like George Lucas putting um, on Amidala how she always has the kind of buns on the side of her head. It's like we get it. It's her mother. We get it. <laughs> Um, you know, like almost every, I think in every film, she's got a version of those buns on the side of her head. And it was right, really, yeah. really, really strange. <laughs> yeah. So I, hopefully, and that was just kind of hitting us over the head with foreshadowing where it wasn't just foreshadowing. It was like, come on, dude, we, we've seen this. And I, I just, I just hope that Ridley Scott, if he doesn't, like he said, he doesn't like to repeat himself and we hope, um, and we hope, or I hope that uh, he also doesn't repeat himself in dialogue. But I think he's really kind of dependent right. on the people who wrote the story for him to tell a good story. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting. 
Yeah, and I think the, one of the most kind of polarizing or, you know, a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes at with the trailer for Covenant was right at the end with, uh, yeah. you know, you see the couple having sex and there's a the tail that comes up between them, kind of the nod to Lambert and Alien and then, yeah, yeah. you know, is um, is a little too... I, I guess too on the nose. I don't know if that's actually going to be in the final cut. You know, I hope it isn't, been, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that maybe it was just another wink, kind of like what happened in the prologue, but uh, it won't be in that actual film. But yeah, yeah I mean, they, they don't need to do that in the movie. Um, and I, I hope they're, you know, if it's very slight or subtle in some way, you know, I can, I'm okay with it. But, you know, I, I just don't want too much obvious or any obvious like on the nose stuff, you know, that, that would kind of, that would hurt the experience, I think. Um, you know, so yeah, we don't need that. We don't, we don't need Scott to go, you know, Lucas on us. So, yeah. 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 Um, and you know, I think, uh, it, we're in, we're in a time too, and to reiterate an earlier talking point, we're in a time where, um, connecting with fans matters. Um, I think you have to kind of service fans, but not fully service fans. Um, right. But I think the way you service fans comes from giving them good characters. Again, right. like I said, and I'm going to always say this all the time, uh, it's about good characters. The Alien series is about Ripley. It's about the characters involved. And then it's about the setting and then it's about the creature. Um, because none of that other stuff matters. If, um, right. if Ripley... Yeah. Um, none of that other stuff matters uh, because Ripley... If, if Ripley didn't matter, if we didn't care about Ripley, then we wouldn't care about anything else. Right. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. an, and, you know, there's, there's been several screenings, test screenings of Covenant, um, which again mm-hmm. tells me, and there was only one for Prometheus. There was only one screen oh, wow. uh, for yeah. Prometheus. And I don't even think it was a test screening. I think it was just like a pre-screening. Um, yeah. So just, again, lets me know that uh, they're trying to get this right. Yeah. And I mean, making a movie with great characters is a service to everybody. <laughs> you know, it's not just the fans. It's, uh, you know, we all benefit from a script and from a film that has characters that we believe in. And that's uh, that's just huge. I mean, you know, and, you know, it, it's what separates, you know, a movie like Alien from, you know, just some, you know, run-of-the-mill sci-fi movie where, yes. you know, the characters are... Who cares about them? Um, they just—they don't feel real. The, the dialogue's garbage. The, you know, everything's just. Um, there's no care put into it. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. The mo- the best films of all time have characters that we relate to, you know, and that we identify with. And that's um, that goes for us hardcore fans. That goes for the casual fans. That's, you know, for people. Who, you know, they, oh, I didn't even know there was some alien movie. Oh, what, what the heck? Let's go see it. And, you know, that makes a big difference for the overall experience um, because they're, because the characters are people like you and me, you know, that's, and, you know, if we can identify it with them, that draws us into the story more, that draws us into the world. Um, and it's just, uh, it's night and day difference. So, yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think that, uh, pretty much covers it. Um, yeah. you know, I think there's going to be a lot more viral material coming, um, as we, you know, you know, we're coming up on March really soon. So like you're talking, uh, two and a half months, uh, right. until, until yeah. the film releases. So the, the, 
promotional blitz is hopefully intensifies. And I'll, I'll say this too, before we wrap, I am yeah. still concerned about the promotion for this film. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's okay. They released something on sci-fi um, or FX with Legion. Um, but, uh, I, and you know, we've still only seen those one sheet posters with the, with the xenomorphs face. Mm-hmm. I, we need more. Um, and I think we, we need not more like maybe, I, I just feel like that maybe they need more TV, a TV spot or a general, yeah. a general, um, uh, trailer for the masses, um, to yeah. put on some bigger films. Um, because I saw the trailer on the, on, uh, the cure for wellness, which was a horrible film, um, <laughs> that was beautifully shot, wonderfully set up. It just turned into garbage by the end of it. Oh, it was oh, terrible. Man. I mean, there's only two people in the theater. It just really flopped. So that's not, you know, that film isn't going to, there's not enough people going to that film to really make a mark in terms of promoting Alien. And and it's a Red Band trailer anyway, so they can't put it on very many films. Um, right, So I'm, yeah. I'm concerned. Um, I, I, I mean, it's probably, I probably don't have much to be concerned about, but I'm also used to the promotion for Prometheus, which was amazing and it was everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I think maybe they're not trying to oversell it. They're just trying to be cautious about it. So I can respect that too. Yeah, I, I'm, but I'm you know, on board with you. I think they need to start ramping up promotion and getting more stuff out and not just releasing, you know, I mean, the prologue was a good idea, but not just releasing it on sci-fi to, a, you know, to, you know, during Legion or something, you know, they, they really need to start getting it out there. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully it's, uh, hopefully we start seeing more and more as, uh, the weeks go by. Cause you know, um, yeah, you said two and a half months, May 19th is right around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, a lot of promotion, it makes a huge difference. I think some, some people like on, you know, some Whaley and Tony Bolton or even ours, you know, they, they just didn't seem to think it was that big of a deal, but I think it is. And I think it makes a huge difference yeah. uh, to really market and promote the heck out of a movie. Um, and so, you know, because obviously as hardcore fans, we're going to be seeing stuff all the time. We're really going to be invested in it. But a lot of people, I mean, there might be people that don't even know about it. Like, oh, there's another alien movie. Oh, interesting. You know, I mean, um, and that's that's a lot of people that, you know, to see what's out for that weekend and say, oh yeah, I remember see, I saw an ad for a promotional thing and oh, reviews look good. All right, let's go check it out. And I mean, that could, um, you know, and especially if it's a great movie, you know, I'd, I'd love more, more people to see it, even as casual moviegoers. So, um, so yeah, they, I really feel like they need to step it up and I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the marketing has been lacking so far. So hopefully it turns around. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think the Super Bowl was a really big, big, big missed opportunity. Um, you really could have had, you know, way more buzz than is going on now. But again, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, they're trying a different style, a different approach. They oversold mm-hmm. Prometheus, and it didn't pay off for it. I mean, Prometheus was successful marginally, domestically, right. uh, marginally. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they're just trying to be careful, and I can, I can, I can honor that too, certainly. Right. And you know, I'm not yeah. in charge of a of a promotional firm. I don't know how that that fully works. Um, and there's always the kind of classic, well, the fans have better ideas, and the fans know this, and the fans know that, um, and that's always going to be the case. So I don't want to like right. 
come off like, well, I know everything and I know what's best. I don't really. I, I think maybe what I'm what I'm not yeah, saying is know. is yeah, enough. I <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, just kind of giving the benefit of a doubt. But at any rate, uh, it's been a great discussion. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, yeah, and, uh, and we, we will talk to you again soon. All right, yeah. See you guys. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. <laughs>